business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Well, hey, welcome back to Lead Through Values. I'm your host, James Mayhew. But before we begin this episode, which is packed with awesome content today, I just want to mention an ongoing leadership accelerator program that I run called Accelerate. Now, I designed Accelerate to help give new and emerging leaders, even veteran leaders, the tools and the training on the essentials that they'll need to lead their teams and companies effectively. Accelerate is a live virtual training program. It's eight weeks of intense, high-impact training delivered through Zoom, and there's six modules uh, that we do in this one from human communication and behavior uh, through feedback and, and accountability and even more than that. And guys, I saw a need for this program. You know, I saw a need for something like Accelerate a long time ago. As I'm working with clients, I was consistently hearing their desire to promote leaders from within, but then find out that they're you know, missing vital responsibilities when that leader gets into that new role. So I build Accelerate to give them a solid foundation so that they're more confident, they have greater clarity and focus, and less stress about managing a team and managing growth. Now coming soon, Accelerate's also gonna be available as an online course. I've been working hard on this. We're working through a whole bunch of stuff, but there's 45 plus videos. There's gonna be 11 cheat sheets to download and over 10 hours of content in that. Now, the reason I bring all that up is because conflict resolution is our topic today. And I wanna be talking specifically on this episode about the causes and the impacts of unresolved conflict in your workplace. Now just understand this as we start, that any work group will experience conflict between two or more people at some point. It's inevitable, it's gonna happen. And it starts with disagreements about how to approach a particular challenge or a problem, or it might be a disagreement about the urgency of that said challenge or problem. It might even start over something small like a thermostat setting in an office. But here's the thing, as disagreements continue, it can escalate and deteriorate into two people who are unwilling to work well together. They're unwilling to, to communicate, so they stop communicating well. They avoid collaborating on a customer project. And suddenly you have a bigger problem that could result in a lot of things, but in this case, how about it just results in losing that customer? So this is why I always teach my clients that, that if they want to create a great customer experience, that they must, you'll miss it, must focus also on the employee experience. Because two or more people 
who aren't working well together because of a difference of an opinion or difference of method or difference of pace or whatever their issue is, cannot and will not provide the top level of customer experience that either they can provide or that they have provided in the past. Now, I wanna just read you some data right off of my training manual here that talks about how much conflict there actually is. Uh, it says here, stress is impacting more than 80% of the workforce. The average employee spends 2.8 hours a week dealing with conflict. 44% of people report losing an hour or more per day in productivity due to stress. Here's another one. 85% of employees report experiencing some kind of conflict. These are all different surveys, all things that I easily found on a quick Google search. But here's the one thing I remember when I, when I put these together. All of that data was from 2018. So what does that tell you? That over the past year and a half, see I'm recording this on September 27 of 2021. Is there more conflict now than there was back in 2018? Pro probably, it's certainly different. And that's why we just have to become great at knowing how to lead through it. Because like I said, it is going to happen. Unresolved conflict is costly. It's gonna cost you time and profit because work is progressing slower. It will cost you customers or clients because of slower response time or poor quality or missed deadlines. And that could add up to some staggering numbers. Now in the training room, anytime that, whether it's a virtual or live training room, one of the things that, that when we go into this, I ask my clients, how much revenue does a medium sized customer bring to you on a monthly basis? Okay, so it's easy. Let's just throw out a, an easy number like $10,000, okay? So for your business, medium sized customer that you've got a number of brings you $10,000 a month consistently. So over a year, if that average holds, that's a $120,000 customer. That's a six-figure customer. I don't know about your business, but that's a pretty significant customer to have. But over a 10-year period of time, that 120,000 gets multiplied by 10 to $1.2 million. So we're talking about now a medium-sized customer over a 10-year span, on a monthly basis is a $1.2 million company. Let me ask you the question. Is it worth risking a $1.2 million customer over unresolved conflict between people on your team and your company? <laughs> I, I would assume that a seven figure account for you, whether it's over a year or, in, or 10 years or wherever it is, is significant. That's why training around conflict resolution is absolutely vital. In fact, teaching healthy conflict resolution skills could be the difference between keeping or losing your best customers. It's all, also the difference between keeping or losing your best employees. So let's just look at what are some other results of unresolved conflict on a team. Now in a minute, I'm gonna run through 10 of them, but all of them have varying degrees of severity 
But the one thing that they absolutely have in common is loss, loss of time, loss of productivity, loss of revenue, loss of joy. And it may be hard for you to put a number on joy, but trust me, it's a real tangible thing. So here's the first thing that is a result of unresolved conflict. And actually this one's a little interesting because it is this, it's poor or flawed communication. And the reason I say it's interesting is that it's both a cause and a result of conflict. I mean, think about it. Poor communication often leads to conflict, but conflict is also going to inevitably lead to poor communication. So I guarantee that if you have conflict, you will have gaps in communication about customer opportunities or challenges, processes that are no longer efficient, technology or machinery that's simply not working and you don't hear about it because people aren't talking. And that's especially true if the conflict happens to be between the manager and the employees. And if you're the manager and you're not hearing these things, that is a huge issue. Now, the next thing we'll talk about, number two, is lowered productivity. Anytime, maybe we could even say this, every time you have conflict, you're simply not as productive. I don't think that's a debatable thing. If we're under conflict, we're under stress, we're under pressure, we're, we're frustrated. That's not when you're most productive, for sure. Now, number three is limited or zero growth. In some cases, even possibly going backwards. Uh, if you have conflict, it is really tough to grow at an accelerated rate or even to grow when you're experiencing performance issues between people, people that aren't holding down, you know, their commitments and their agreements that they've made previously because now they're upset at somebody else. It's big. Number four, absenteeism. Here's the deal. People are either checking out physically or they're checking out mentally. Physically, we see it. It shows up in higher absenteeism where people literally are missing work. They're, they're, they're taking a sick day, a personal day. They're taking whatever some form of time off is. Might be paid, maybe it is unpaid. But also when you're checking out mentally, you're not, and you're not doing the things that you normally do. And maybe you're only technically working two and a half, three hours out of an eight hour day because you're checked out mentally otherwise. I mean, that's a huge form of absenteeism. And that one's harder to quantify because it doesn't show up quite as visibly. It shows up, maybe other people kind of cover for that gap, you know? And, and so the real savvy people that like to abuse that, they know how to hide right just under the radar. They hide right there, sort of in plain sight. And that's an issue, all right? So number five is restructuring teams. Conflict that goes unresolved could lead to reassignments because people either ask or they volunteer to move off a team, or in some cases that manager's hand is forced and they restructure the team. And this always disrupts productivity and inevitably lowers the customer experience. That's five. All right. That was the first five. It's heavy stuff. I get it but we have to bring it to the table because we have to understand what implications there are if we don't deal with this. So that leads us to number six, okay? Six, increased turnover. 
each of these feel like they're getting a little heavier. You know, we just talked about absentee, absenteeism or restructuring. These are precursors of people uh, either quitting, you know, like leaving on their own or being let go. So, but when we have turnover, it is undeniably expensive to replace a person. And sometimes it's the right thing. Sometimes we need to cut a person that refuses to conform to our culture or refuses to be coached or just is in over their head. It's not the right fit. That's a that's an entirely different thing because that's probably not creating a lot of conflict. That person may be having conflict. But when we're talking about it from, from the sense of uh, people not working well together and choosing not to want to work on themselves and to get better and to get over it, well, maybe that's the time when we do want to let them go. And number seven is a loss of a key account. Uh, this is huge here. We just talked about it. Uh, you lose a key account and that key account might be a medium sized customer, but maybe it's one of your whales. I kind of think of it like when you talk about a key account that we're talking about like one of your big five, right? Your big three, maybe it's your big one. Um, when you lose a key account, there's a lot of factors involved in it, but understand this in today's world, there's a lot of options for people. It's easy to find another service provider, another supplier, another partner, and losing a key account because communication declined is a stupid reason. And it should never happen, but it does. Doesn't mean it's not stupid, it still happens. I find that to be unacceptable. And I'm, I know that you do too. When we're talking about losing a key account because two people on the team or two teams couldn't work something through and there wasn't leadership to step in that's stupid it just shouldn't happen now number eight is theft now let's start to get serious now eight nine and ten get real serious so tune in don't miss this unresolved conflict gets heavy at its top end so when we're talking about theft, we're talking about potentially unresolved conflict leading to somebody feeling like they have an entitlement. Uh, they owe me. That would be a mindset there. So that person takes something from the company. It could be time. It could be just sitting around like, I'll be at my desk, but I'm not doing anything today and I'm going to shop on Amazon or I'm going to watch YouTube videos or whatever it is. Or it could be something tangible that they take like a product or a piece of technology but theft is devastating for industries especially ones like the food and beverage industry where anything from stealing tips to giving away free product to friends is happening and that can really impact the bottom line okay so number nine now we're going to talk sabotage sabotage is a result of unresolved conflict uh, it's been a while, but I want to say at least several months ago, I saw a young and rising star in the coaching industry uh, on LinkedIn. Um, they were talking about it openly there, uh, had someone on their staff hijack their, their account passwords all to like social media, to their website, to their LinkedIn account, all of these things. And they either stole it or locked them out or wiped out everything. It was any one of those things. And it included anything from intellectual property to contact lists and customer lists, all gone because someone got so angry that they, they did it. I mean, it's criminal, like at that point, that's literally criminal. I don't know if it's prosecutable, that's not my world to know, but 
it's a criminal act at that point, which leads us to number 10. And I'm not going to dwell on this one, but it's violence. Unresolved conflict can lead to violence. And I'm, like I said, I'm not going to touch this one because we all know what happens. We see it on the news. But don't miss this. Unresolved conflict at its worst form can be deadly. So here's the deal. If you're in a leadership role, you have to be skilled at knowing how to recognize conflict and find a way to bring resolution to it. Your business depends on it. Your team depends on it. Your customers depend on it. In the next episode, I'm going to look at how people's perceptions factor into conflict and some of the causes of conflict that are sneaky and they sneak into our workplaces. You know, winding this down, my, my first thought here is you, you know, this, this episode may have made you squirm a little bit. Uh, It's not always fun to talk about this side of it, but we have to, we have to understand the implications of it. Maybe you're seeing conflict differently and you're wanting to know how you or your staff can be better equipped to deal with it. So if you're interested in learning more about training for your team or your company, here's what I want you to do. This is a, this is a training that I lead. It's powerful. It's a game changer, but I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to contact me today. I want you to do this. Actually take out your phone and text the word conflict along with your first name to my phone number. My phone number is 319-929-2604. It's in the links. This is not a texting service. You're not signing up for marketing from me. This is you sending me a message to start a conversation. So when I receive that text, I'll call you and we'll either discuss your concern or if there's not an appropriate time that t- time for either of us, we will set up a time to get on the phone or a Zoom and talk it through just to learn, okay? I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but let's engage in a dialogue, all right? Now, if you just hate the idea of texting and you're not crazy about the phone call at first, send me an email, okay? You can do that too. That's, that'll work. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to send it to coach at jamesmayhew.com. Put the word conflict in the subject line. But in in there, would you please give me your name and your phone number and I'll reach out to you. Now, guys, that's it for today's podcast. Like I'm a little sweaty. I feel like that was heavy stuff. And and yet it's important we have to talk about. I just want you to know that leading through values is all about doing whatever it takes to create a high performance workplace. And sometimes leading through values means that you have to do the hard things. It does. You have to do the hard things. Sometimes that's the thing that scares you. But I want you to know you don't always have to do it alone, okay? And with that being said, I'll see you next time. And I look forward to hearing from you if this is something that you want to bring. I'm James. Thanks for listening.